0: what's up everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week A buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 192. And I figured, hey, the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie is right around the corner. So let's do what the professional podcasters does and let's just stay topical. We're going to talk Sonic the Hedgehog this week. We're talking Sonic 1, the first game, Ground Zero, the debut. Um, I think the thing is, is, I think most of our listeners know that I, Grew up in a Nintendo house. I never really had access to Sega when I was a kid. Um, But I've also always loved Sonic. Like his games, I could take or leave his games. But like the comics, the cartoons, the art, the character himself, I'm just a big fan of Sonic. And let's call a spade a spade here. Sonic might not be Mario. But I don't think he's too far away as far as his impact on the industry or his recognizability goes. Like, Sonic's a big, big fucking deal. As I'm going to talk about in this episode, Sonic is cooler than Mario. Mario's games are better than Sonic. Sonic is cooler than Mario. And I know that's entirely what Sega was shooting for when they designed the little blue bastard and damned if they didn't nail it. Man, I love Sonic. I'm excited for this. And truth be told... Uh, this episode was actually Mark McHugh's idea. He's our resident former Hall of Famer and he is my guest here on the show this week. And honestly, I w- if I had to guess, I would say the game chat portion of the podcast this week is like 50% talking about Sonic's first video game. And 50% just talking about his legacy and the impact that that game had on gaming as a whole. Um, because listen, like I'm not trying to get you Sonic diehards all riled up or anything like that. But the first Sonic game itself is a little, well, it's a little rough. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's just, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's just a little, a little rough. And we're going to get into that. I'll explain why. We'll do all that in just a minute. Because speaking of something being just a little rough, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. Da, 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 da. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long these days, but they're fun. Like, they don't suck. We talk video games. We talk video game stuff. It's it's not boring. It's Our intro is like the first level... ...of a Sonic the Hedgehog game. You just throw caution to the wind and fucking ride the slide, man. Uh, but seriously, though, if you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road. Or else give it a chance. We'll talk video games. It'll be fun. Um, we have merchandise. We have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of cool stuff. Rocking badass art. Uh, over Okay. Bleh, I've done this plug a hundred times. Our merchandise was all designed by my man Joe at 4545creative.com. Check him out. One talented some bitch. And you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you are interested. It is a great way to support the show. And if you're like, meh, I don't wear clothes. That's that's not for me. Uh, You can always just support us on Patreon. For only two bucks US a month, you get two additional podcasts every week. Every Thursday and Friday, you get an extra podcast. Um, Every Friday, my gaming news show Game Patch goes live where I look at the biggest news in the world of modern video games, sprinkle in a little profanity in my opinions and do all that stuff I do. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and it's a different show every week. We do uh, game rankings, we look back at characters and consoles, we do some comedy episodes, there are modern game reviews over there. This past week on Expansion Pass, we actually talked about the games that made us gamers. I went over some listeners' origin stories, I broke down some of the games that either made me into a gamer, or maybe introduced me to a new genre or console that I was new to. Uh, It was a really fun episode. And as is becoming tradition during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion past the game that made you a gamer. But I don't know if there's another game in gaming that had a bigger effect on me outside of Super Mario Brothers than Gears of War cuz I didn't even know what the game was i just i just i i literally you guys it was like being a kid and picking the game you're gonna play based on the box art i went to best buy i picked up an xbox 360 and then i went to the game shelf and i just saw that Ge- gears of war looked like a cool video game and i had no idea the, if it was a big deal or not i just bought it on a whim came home and played it and i it i don't mean to make light of anybody that has like a drug issue or anything like that but like It was like I relapsed with Gears of War. It it was, I went from being like, I don't play video games much anymore to just, I could not stop playing that fucking video game. So that's now available on our Patreon archives. And uh, for this week, it's expansion pass number 105. And we're going to talk about the Nintendo 64 just as a whole. We're going to say our favorite memories, the best games on it, our hot takes, controversial opinions, <laughs> that mother fucking controller uh it should be a really fun episode so that'll be going live tomorrow expansion pass number 105 for all of our patreons again two bucks we'll get you two extra podcasts a week plus instant access to over 200 archived episodes uh plus you can join our discord which is just growing as fast as this fucking show is you get a chance to vote in our patreon poll which is actually running right now and runs until next monday you get the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts and you get a shout out and you get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm a Due to most of these people, a huge thank you to all of our newest patrons: Full of Turtles, Ryan Samuel Dom, Ginger Vitus Five, Chris Simonic, Paul Gallagher, Edridge FPV, Adam Blank is a dank, Mark McHugh is a skank. I like that one. Isaiah P, the White Knight, Nicholas Rachel, Derek Monturo, Zoidberg Jesus Seventeen, Daniel Holmes, Shiota, the Lord Corgi. Chad Cronice, Cronus? I I suck at this. I'm sorry. Nick War, Megan McKekrin, McKeek McKeek McKe Meg McE- McE- Mc- Megan McFuck me. Uh keep the change, you filthy animal, birdman, Zach Fazio, Benjamin Swiller, Bradley Morton, Johan me- 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 Mejia, Creature Club, Trooper X97, Dan13, Tim Salisbury, Tyler and Justin Mauer, Mauer, Mauer I must have fucked up at least a third of your names. But where it is, a badge of honor. Thank you all so much for the support. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And just quickly, don't forget, 5% of our Patreon every month gets added to a pool that we're going to donate to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton in December as part of my 24-hour charity stream. We're just under $700 already in that pool and the year is four months old. So not only do you get a bunch of extra podcasts, support little old me, you're going to throw some bucks at the kids. And who can't, you know, we can all get on board with supporting sick children, right? So wins all around patreon.com slash remember the game thank you all so much and finally you can find me on twitch if you're interested twitch.tv slash member the game not remember remember the game i get on there whenever i can and uh, i never beg you for subs or anything i just want to hang out and play video games and you can see the face behind the microphone and then inevitably be like oh you don't look like i thought you were going to look like like most people say i think most people think that i'm like a six and then they see the face and they're like oh That's like a, that's a fucking four at best. But anyway, I'm an Edmonton five, but I'm a four in most places in the world. Either way, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge. This is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge.
1: He blows all right. He blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. (laughs) Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Kelly, who wrote in and said, I'm pretty infamous for getting scared really easily. Horror games are rough, but scary movies and stories get me more than anything. As if lately, I've been having a hard time sleeping because my mind is going nuts with stuff I saw on YouTube, horror stuff, of course, and my only hope for sleep has been listening to this podcast. I don't know what it is, but something about the infamous intro calms me down and lets me sleep. You must be hiding subliminal messages in there, but for real, thanks for having a cool podcast that helps me relax. You know what? Thanks, Kelly. I I get a lot of messages from people that are like, I listen to your podcast to help me sleep, and I know that nobody means it as like a, well, I mean, maybe a few people. People are like, this is a boring fucking podcast, so it puts me to sleep. I think most people are just like, yeah, it relaxes me. And that's very flattering, but I also don't get it because I think I have a top 10 most annoying voice in podcasting. Nobody that does this likes their voice, but I feel like I'm a mix of Barney Gumble, Krusty the Clown, Moe, and the squeaky voice teenager from The Simpsons. It's just all four of them poured into a pot, and it's just, it's just awful. I right? just a horrible voice. But if it helps you sleep, fuck yeah. And if you're like, ah, it's just really boring. And that helps me sleep. I'll take it. A download is a download. I'm glad I can help you sleep everybody. Uh, thanks Kelly for writing in Boston Pork Sword wrote in and said hi Adam slay the motherfucking Spire I'll try to keep this short I just wanted to say hearing you rave about this game I looked it up a few weeks ago and my thoughts were that it looks kind of stupid boy was I wrong I have Xbox Game Pass and after hearing you talk about it in Game Patch I was like let's see what it's all about my Friday night was spent playing until finally at 3am I decided I have to go to bed because I have to work in the morning so if anyone has had the same first impression of this game as I did do not give up and give this a amazing game a try my favorite character is the silent yes slay the spire is if you don't know the unofficial official game of remember the game industries i'm not associated with them anyway i don't get any money from them i just really really like their video game and the reason i read this message i get messages all the time from people being like i'm glad that you've converted me to a slay the spire uh, which I'm, I'm happy to have done it to show you the light. Uh, it is a PS plus free game all month. So if you have a PS4 or a PS5 and a PS plus subscription for the love of God, man, just add Slay the Spire to your collection. Try it at some point. It is just, ah, oh, what a great fucking video game. Give it a chance. It's so good. And I'm happy to answer questions about it because I love that game so much. Uh, thanks for writing in Boston pork. So we're glad you're digging Slay. Clayton Robertson wrote in and said, hey, Adam, thanks for giving us great content all the time. Aw, thanks, Clayton. Just wanted to ask if this ever happens to you. I'm a game collector. I just really like accumulating games as well as other things to collect. I really like the idea of playing the games, but I never sit around long enough to actually play them. I stick to the good old PC games that I've played forever and I don't know why. Dude, I, I mean, I don't I don't pass up my video games to play PC games, you fucking PC master racing motherfucker. Anyway, uh, but no, I totally get that. I, I think a lot of people Are like that. I've I've gotten better. I try not to buy games that I don't know when I'll get around to playing now, unless I see them on like a smoking sale. But like, who doesn't have at least one or two games either sitting on a hard drive of one of their systems or on their PC or wrapped in plastic sitting on the shelf or they're like, I bought it, but I don't know when I'll ever get around to playing it. Um, you you're far from alone in that, Clayton. And you know what? Don't let it bother you. I some people do. I used to let it bother me as well. Now I'm just at the point where like I'm gonna fucking play what I want to play, and if I don't feel like playing anything, I'm not gonna fucking play it. Just enjoy the ride. You don't have to play anything, but I, listen, trust me, you're not alone. There's a ton of people I think out there that (laughs) think about playing video games all the time. And then when they get a chance to do it, they don't play them. I know I'm bad for that. Uh, thanks for writing in buddy. Tom Smith wrote in and said, hey, how about a Game Boy Advance special? I love the handheld systems and they have loads of great games. Maybe you could do a ranking episode. Also, a whole world of shit games too. (laughs) But I know there are some great games on the GBA that I'm probably missing out on and I'd like to hear about them. You know what? I get asked a lot. Thank you for writing in, Tom. I get asked a lot about GBA and I've, I've mentioned this before, but in case you don't know, the PlayStation 2 and the Game Boy Advance of the like non-freak like panasonic 3do sega saturn like the weird systems of like the mainline systems those are the two consoles i probably have played the least uh because they came out during an era where i just wasn't that into video games so i do hear the requests for more gba games i am working on it i promise i'm trying i'm really dig- every game i've played on it i'm like it's fucking sick um, but I don't know if I'm in a position to do any kind of a ranking episode or anything with them because I've probably only played a half a dozen GBA games in my life so I am slowly catching up uh, I hear the comments uh, but yeah just to address the idea of a ranking episode I, I would love to do one someday uh, but I need to play a lot more GBA before uh, before that happens fucking great little system though I'm really I'm playing Castlevania Aria of Sorrow right now and that game fucking owns oh, that game's everything Symphony of the Night should have been fucking game But anyway, thanks, Tom, for writing in. Full of Turtles wrote in and said, Hi, Adam, I know how big a GameCube lover you are. Um... After just starting to dig through your backlog of podcasts at my new job, and there's one game I haven't heard you bring up yet. And apologies if you have and I just haven't seen it. Kirby's Air Ride is such an odd title on the GameCube. It was basically a worse slash slash glitchier Mario Kart, but with one catch. It had a roguelike mode that made it famous. That made it famous. Oh, called City Trial. I would love to see you try this game out at some point because it's a hilarious example of a game mode legendary. Be- a game made legendary. I suck at this job. A game made legendary because of a side mode the developers threw in randomly. It's also one of my favorites to play when I was a kid. Um, so I saw this comment. Actually, I saw this game brought up for our Patreon poll, which is always made up of games our listeners would like us to cover that I've never played. Um, but I, I won't lie to you. I looked it up, and to get my hands on a copy of this game, it's like 150 160 bucks. And I'm not a huge Kirby fan. So I'm not going to say never full of turtles, but not in the immediate uh future because and listen i'm not asking anyone to send me a copy or anything like that don't do that it's too much uh at some point though i might look at it and just a couple of you have asked if i plan to review the new kirby game and the forgotten kirby and the forgotten land for the switch i wasn't planning to but the reviews have been really good and my girlfriend was interested in it so i did grab it this weekend uh hoping to knock it out in the next couple weeks and then i'll do an episode of expansion pass and let you know what i think of kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, But yeah, I hope that answers your question, Turtles. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Ryan Bayshore, as we start wrapping this up, wrote in and said, I miss rhythm games like Rock Band and I really wish a relaunch would happen, but this time do it differently. Just call it Rock Band. No sequels or anything. They just keep updating the base game. You order the instruments like with the Nintendo Switch Online subscription controllers after buying the game, then it just gets weekly or monthly updates with dumps of songs or even better, have it sync with Spotify or Apple Music and have it create tracks for you of any song if they could figure out the licensing, which will never happen, I know, but we can dream. Yeah, i don't know if that would ever happen but i also like i have we have an episode about rock band in the remember the game archives uh i've always never i never cared for guitar hero because i really sucked at playing the guitar but i love the drums i was all about rock band back in the day uh i'd like to see another fucking i'd like to see another game in that series as well but now there is that new um what's it called Rocksmith plus i think that's coming out by ubisoft like the really hardcore guitar playing game maybe they're like that's kind of the future and we can't compete i don't know but uh, I agree with you, Ryan. Fuck, I would love another. I, I'd be, I would be stoked if they announced another rock band game with like good online. That'd be fucking, oh, that'd be sick. Uh, thanks for writing in, Ryan. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. I am the mutt. Wrote in and said, Mr. Blank, I just finished reading Console Wars, and it made me think that Sega could have easily stayed competitive in the gaming world if not for trying to rush out consoles and listen to other opinions instead of just the people in Japan. I really loved the Sega Genesis, and I picked it over the SNES. What do you think the gaming world would look like today if they would have not made the choices that they did? Uh, You know what, Mutt? That's a fucking billion-dollar question that I could do an entire podcast about. Though There are two hypothetical questions in gaming that I... I like to just fantasy discuss more than any one is what if nintendo hadn't fucked over playstation and then had sony create the playstation uh and the second is if what if sega hadn't repeat, and i'm not trying to dig at you sega fans but it's i think even the most diehard sega fan would admit they they dropped the ball multiple times between the sega genesis and the sega dreamcast and it really sucks it really sucks and it does make you wonder what would gaming look like today because then when you go back to the console wars of the early 2000s in theory you would have had the sega dreamcast with maybe more support alongside the playstation 2 the nintendo gamecube and then does the xbox even come out does microsoft just try to get into bed with sega or buy them or something like that i don't i don't know i i honestly listen i like the xbox a lot but i honestly wonder if xbox would have worked If Sega had still been as powerful as they had been. Because, like, imagine they don't fuck all those consoles up. Whether they release the Sega Saturn or not. They probably do release the Sega Saturn. But they probably do it much better than they did. Um, Or let's say they don't. Let's say they fucking go from the Genesis right into the Dreamcast. Or some, some way to have not pissed away the goodwill and the momentum that they had in the mid-90s with the Sega Genesis. If they hadn't done that, I think the Dreamcast would have been a much bigger success. I I really do think a lot of gamers were kind of for lack of a better term, sick of Sega's shit by the time the Dreamcast came out. And I think they had burned a lot of the goodwill they'd earned with the Sega Genesis. And I think the Dreamcast was fucked right from the start, plus not having a DVD player in it as we've talked about many times, blah, 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 blah. But like, imagine the Dreamcast, if Sega hasn't pissed everyone off by the time the Dreamcast comes out, maybe the Dreamcast is a much bigger success story. And if that happens, then maybe Xbox doesn't even try because they're like, we're not gonna, we can't break into a fucking you know, three giant consoles like that. When, when four were on the market, Xbox, PS2, Dreamcast, GameCube, you knew something was going to die and Sega had a lot of baggage. That was their problem. Um, I don't know what gaming would look like today. I don't know if they'd still be around. Uh, you know what? I think if they were, if they, I think if Sega hadn't fallen apart and I know they're still around, but if, if they hadn't console wise, if they hadn't fallen apart and gotten out, uh i think they would be Xbox is. i think may- maybe microsoft would have bought them and if not i think i think they would be the big three i think be playstation sega and nintendo today i really do and i and i don't wish it was like that because i love gaming today but man i wish sega would just i liked i liked sega i wish sega was still i wish sega was still making consoles i really seriously do But anyway, we could talk about that forever. I love that hypothetical question, though. I could sit around drinking beer and talk about that for hours. Thank you very much, I Am The Mutt. Thank you for all of you that wrote in this week. Uh, We got to keep the show moving. So let's get into the the official game show of Remember The Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is a race from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And I figured, since we're talking Sonic this time around, uh, I'd go over to Metacritic, and I lifted three of the highest scoring Sonic games of all time off that site. Sonic Mania was in the top three, but that game not old, so I skipped over it. I went with uh, Sonic 2, Sonic Adventure 2, and Sonic CD. And this might have been the biggest runaway winner ever. There are six possible options to vote for, as far as a play, a remake, and a an race goes. of you voted to play Sonic 2, remake Sonic Adventure 2, and erase Sonic CD. Ran away. And I was worried that Sonic CD was going to get hung out to dry because it was on the Sega CD and a bunch of people probably didn't play it. We get back to the whole dropping of the ball by Sega. But for what it's worth, for all you diehard Sonic fans, Sonic CD is the highest scoring game on Metacritic. I'm looking at it right now. Sonic CD has a 93. Sonic Mania Plus has a 91. And then Sonic Adventure 2 has an 89. So if you like Sonic, and you have not played sonic cd give it a shot i know it's on xbox because i bought it on there for like three bucks i think it's available pretty readily for dirt cheap these days anyway let's see what a few of you had to say and then i'll tell you what the right answer is jeffrey mathis wrote in and said easy peasy lemon squeezy erase them all i could never get into the sonic games they won't be missed now i I rarely read these comments anymore but it has been a few weeks since i read one of these answers where somebody didn't play by the rules and then i disciplined them accordingly so first of all jeffrey obviously you're on double secret probation for not playing by the fucking rules and second of all because you're the rpg nerd around here i bet you if these were all rpgs you would have fucking played them yeah fucking nerd double secret probation uh jeff uh jeffrey uh maudlin sorry if i fucked that up jeffrey wrote in and said play sonic 2 because it's damn near perfect remake everything about sonic adventure 2 except for the soundtrack and then get rid of sonic cd that does seem to be the overwhelming consensus like i said and i don't really have a problem with any of that logic i certainly would not get rid of the soundtrack but i would get rid of everything else in sonic adventure 2 fucking game Uh, A Sharp J wrote in and said, this week's is harder than it looks, only because Sonic CD is a truly underrated hidden gem that nobody played because it was stuck on a platform that nobody owned. It even had a killer soundtrack due to the CD audio. Unfortunately, it has to be erased because Sonic 2 is way more iconic and it has to be played in its original state. And that just leaves remaking Sonic Adventure 2 so that every level is about as fun as the first level and Angry Adam has one less game to complain about. Listen, for the record, I do not remake Sonic Adventure 2 when we get to my answers, but I appreciate the number of you that wrote in and were like, let's just remake it into something that Adam won't hate. I appreciate that. If you haven't heard it, there's an episode in our archives about Sonic Adventure 2, and I made my opinions on that game abundantly clear by inventing some fucking swear words. Fuck, I hate that fucking game. Uh, Railroader69 wrote in and said, "I love Sonic so much. I love Mario 2 though. They're equally for they're equal for me as far as love goes." Anyway, has anyone heard any new news on Sonic Origins? The ability to play Sonic Three on my Switch would be amazing. Also, I can't wait for the new Sonic movie to come out. What the fuck are you do it, Railroader? I didn't I read your play remake in a race. I didn't realize that you fucking told me your goddamn life story before you're on single secret probation right now. Your answers had better be good. I didn't I didn't even I did not even notice this. You're just like, "Well, when I grew up, Sonic was fucking Railroader, fucking 60." All right. Railroader said, I would play Sonic CD because I never played it before and it's going to appear on the Sonic Origins apparently, so I'm definitely going to play it there. I would remake Sonic 2, granted we can still keep the original. I'm waiting for Sonic Mania to go on sale, then I'm going to buy it. From what I hear, Adam, it's even better than Sonic 2. I would remake Sonic 2. Granted, they stay 2D. They keep the awesome Casino Night music because that music is so catchy. And I'll erase Sonic Adventure 2 because I haven't played any 3D Sonic. But looking at any 3D Sonic online, I don't think I'd be a big fan. So I have no problem ditching it. You're not missing out on fucking anything. Not playing that game. But definitely play Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania, I don't care what anyone says, is the best Sonic game ever made. And until I play one better, I'll die on that hill. Sonic Mania is the fucking bee's knees. Um, Mizuru wrote in and said, play Sonic 2. This is where Sonic really took off. Remake Sonic Adventure 2 only so I could add more characters from the Sonic universe to play with and update the graphics. Erase Sonic CD as between the two. It's the one I never played, but also the one with the least impact. I mean, you're not wrong about that, but Mizuru, don't add more characters. The problem with Sonic Adventure 2 is that you never get to play as Sonic. Don't go, because now you're going to have Big the Cat in there. Fucking Amy, she sucks, and I just no, no more characters, fucking, ow, ow, oh, oh, god, I can just feel the rage from Sonic Adventure 2 coming back, fuck, I hate that game, finally, oh, fuck me, god damn it, fuck, I, I'm so, ah. a whopping 10% of you voted the same way that I did this week, 10%, including Michael Cates, who wrote it and said Sonic C D was actually a really good Sonic game. I never owned a Sega C D, but I did get my hands on a PC port of the game and I remember liking it a lot, so I'll play it. Remake Sonic 2. It was a great game back then, and it's a great game now, but giving it the Sonic Mania treatment would be awesome. And erase Sonic Adventure 2. I like the game okay, but the knuckle levels are the knuckles levels are fucking awful. If it weren't for the soundtrack and the decent Sonic levels, this game would have been a complete dud. Overall, I won't miss this game nearly as much as the other two. I a billion percent agree with you, Michael and i I agree with your order i agree with most of your logic i personally would play sonic cd because i never have and i'm seeing these scores saying it's like the greatest sonic game ever that no one's played so i gotta see what it's all about i would remake sonic 2 and i wouldn't change very much because i really like that game uh i would basically just give it the sonic mania treatment as well maybe add like a couple more characters and saves and stuff like that but it's a pretty good game as it is and then I had to race Sonic Adventure 2 because you all fucking know exactly how I feel about that game just saying those three words in order Sonic Adventure 2 just makes my good eye twitch I again listen to that episode in the archives if you want to know what I really think of that damn fucking fucking game uh, anyway thank you to everyone that played play one remake One, to race one this week what have i been playing over the last seven days and we'll get into sonic the hedgehog i actually have been playing sonic the hedgehog the first one to get ready for this podcast but i'll tell you what i think about that in just a minute other than that it's basically just been horizon forbidden west which i think i'm probably going to review an expansion pass next week it's good but it's uh, there's a lot of meat on that bone and i just i'm to a point where i'm like this has been fun but i'm ready to move on with my life i gotta get this game done uh and then i've been playing final fantasy tactics and i'm keeping my cards close to my chest on that because that's probably going to be what we talk about in episode 200 it's, it's good though i like it it's just very very heartless <laughs> it'll 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 there's no baby mode in Final fantasy tactics that game will fuck you up that's really all i've been playing though uh let's talk sonic that's why you're here that's the main event i'd like to give a couple of you a chance to share your memories of the game before my guest and i hog the spotlight vincent l wrote in and said i loved the original sonic growing up i always played an emulated version my brother downloaded on my parents pc after dying so many times on the first level i finally got past green hill an eight-year-old me was ecstatic dude this game as you're about to hear mark and i talk about is a lot harder than sonic 2 like you can die in green hill zone it is just it is Whew. it's, it, this game's tough. We'll get there. This game's fucking, it might, maybe I just suck, but this game's fucking tough. Scott Brooks wrote in this. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but seeing him playing Sonic the Hedgehog was the first time I felt genuine env- envy as a strictly Nintendo kid at that point in my life. I have mad love to this day for the little blue bur- blur and get hit with a fuck ton of nostalgia whenever I hear the music for Green Hill Zone play. Uh, agree. Yeah, I get into that as well. This game, I'm proud to be a Nintendo kid and have grown up in a Nintendo house, but I admired Sonic from a distance. As a kid, I agree. It made me jealous too. I get it. Uh, Justin uh, Valorelli, Val- Valorelli, sorry, Justin, if I fucked that up, wrote in and said Sonic was what helped get me into gaming. I still remember the excitement of playing Sonic 1, 2, and 3 for the Genesis. And that's the thing is like Mario turned so many people onto gaming. There's a big group of people out there that got turned on to gaming by Sonic as well. And I feel like sometimes that gets a little bit slept on because he's not Mario. And it's not fair, frankly. Uh Vigo the Butch said I still have yet to beat this one. I played Sonic 2 way more than this. When you get used to the spin dash and then go back to 1, it takes you out of it a bit. Oh well, cheers and chili dogs. Yeah. No <laughs> we're going to we get into that in a minute, but no spin dash. That's a mind fuck. That takes some time. Dave Thompson's got the last word, who wrote in and said, Sonic games are just not that good. Sorry, Sega fanboys and girls, but once you get past the sense of speed, there's just not much meat on the spiky blue blue hedgehog bone. I ran out of breath all of a sudden there. A heck of a character though with great looking sprites and backgrounds and Sonic tapping his foot is a top three idle animation of all time. I agree with all of that. I don't think the Sonic games are that good. I think they're kind of based on a gimmick. But I still like them. Sonic's awesome. I love the music. I love the graphics. All shit I'm going to explain right now. Why I don't love the gameplay but I love everything else about these games. Mark McHugh and I are going to talk about the original Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to cue up some music. And when it stops, we're going to look back at the debut of the Blue Blur Sonic the Hedgehog, which originally released in North America on the Sega Genesis on June 23rd, 1991. Oh, fuck, that's a long time ago. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Alright, joining me via the blank phone this week, Uh the man needs no introduction, but he's going to get one anyways, it is former Remember the Game Hall of Famer, you may know him as the son of the guy that wrote the soccer anthem, Uh which is good, dude, that story, Mark, has gone on to become like, folklore here at Remember the Game, that fucking story of the, your dad's soccer song, is I don't the know if my moment.
1: dad. Knows, I don't know if my dad knows that he's famous in this one obscure corner of the internet.
0: Well, he is because if you've not heard it, everybody, uh, go back in our archives and listen to the Super Mario Strikers episode. Uh, it it's maybe my favorite moment in 190 some episodes of this podcast. It might be my favorite moment ever on the show when you i ta- oh, Fuck me. I- <laughs> No, I don't want to, I don't, okay, anyway, I don't want to break down laughing about it again. Uh, It's my buddy Mark, (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny, it's my buddy Mark McHugh, how's it going, man?
1: I'm doing great. Uh,
0: Good, I'm glad to hear that. Now, you and I have been wanting to get back together for another episode of this for a while, and you had brought up the idea of talking about the original Sonic, and I was like, hey, I'm a businessman who wants to cash in on trending topics, and the Sonic, the second Sonic movie is coming out, I think about, 48 hours after this episode goes live. So this seems like the perfect tie-in. Now, we've already covered Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 here on the podcast, uh, but we've never done the original Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm going to ask you to kind of give me the lay of the land as far as your experience with this game. Because I I don't remember playing this one back in the day. I remember playing Sonic 2. I hardly remember playing this first one until just recently when I sat down to get ready for this episode. And
1: I've got some very mixed
0: opinions on this game. Um, so, like...
1: When I was in college, there was the Sega Genesis in the student union building. This was like around 2007, 2008, around then. Okay. So really, this was like an old, old, like cheap, cheap fucking piece of technology that they threw in there. And the only games they had for it, I eventually ended up going out and buying like the Aladdin game. But the only game they had at the time was Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. So I played the fuck out of both of those games. And after playing Sonic 1 again recently... This is a completely obsolete game. Like, there's no reason for this game to still exist.
0: No. And listen, before anyone yells at us, because I know there's Sonic fans listening to this... We're not dunking on Sonic. We're going to get into the game. I've said it countless times. Yeah, a little. But I've said it countless times. I think Sonic's fucking awesome. I think the worst thing about Sonic is some of his games. But I like the character. I like the movie. I like the TV shows. I do like some of the games. And I like especially his 2D games. I think he's so much better in 2D than he is in
1: 3D. Um, Oh, absolutely. Oh, holy fuck. Absolutely. Like they gave us Sonic Mania a few years ago and we're like, yes, more of that. And they're like, what about the opposite of that forever now? And we're like, well, for fuck's
0: sake. I've said it countless times. What about a
1: movie? And it's like, all right, well, I guess fine. Yeah.
0: Like, it's just like, he's such a cool character. I really do think Sonic is awesome. It's just replaying this first, like this first, this is his debut. Like this is, this is, this is Super Mario Brothers. Like, and I know Mario didn't debut in Super Mario Brothers. I'm going to get the, actually, he was a Donkey Kong. Anyway, all I'm saying is, like, this is where, like, the franchise kicks off. And the thing is, is, like, when you don't have Sonic 2 to compare the original Sonic the Hedgehog to the original Sonic the Hedgehog is like, a, it's a pretty impressive video game. It's like, this is kind of neat. Yeah. And, and like, and like, we'll get into the positives. Cause I have some great things to say about this game. I think it looked to this day. I was literally playing it 24 hours ago in 2022. And I was like, graphically, Nothing on the NES can touch this game. And I understand that Genesis no, is a generation looks ahead. It's great and it. it
1: sounds great.
0: Yeah. I like I get that it's a generation ahead. Listen, I'll be honest, you all know how much I adore Super Mario World. Sonic the Hedgehog is a substantially better looking video game than Super Mario World.
1: Like it- that that's that if we're gonna do the comparison, like it, it, I, I like the thing that bothered me playing through this game is that Sonic the Hedgehog was their response to Super Mario World when really Super Mario World had mastered this idea of like, okay, well, you can take different paths. You, no real wrong answers here. You can beat the game in 10 minutes if you know what you're doing. Whereas like this game, again, still fun, but it's very much like this level, then this level, then this level, then this level. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that level of freedom that Mario World had.
0: Right. No, it does. Like, listen, I'm not going to, I'll never move off this hill that this game can't shine super mario world's boots as far as like the overall quality of the game goes but listen that said when they made super mario world they'd already made three mario games like they were like we've been around the block this is like this is super mario brothers to sonic like this is the first one and to be fair if you compare super mario brothers to Super Mario Brothers 3 as we're going to skip Mario 2 because Mario 2 is the weirdo. If you compare Mario Brothers 1 to Mario Brothers 3, it's like it's I could understand how a kid today Could play Mario Brothers 3 and then go back and play the original Super Mario Brothers and be like this kind of sucks. And to Sonic's Defense, it is Super Mario Brothers to Sonic the Hedgehog 2s Super Mario Brothers 3 And so, like, they they had a little bit more of an idea of what they were doing when they came out with the sequel. And that's the kind of stuff I want to get into because, like, I still think this game looks great. I still think it plays okay. It sounds awesome. But at the end of the day, it really really just feels... I don't mean to sound like I'm shitting on it, but, like, it kind of feels like a tech demo. Like, it almost feels like a beta for Sonic 2. Do you know
1: what I mean? Yeah, because, like... I guess, like, it's not fair to compare Sonic 1 no, to Sonic 2, considering not. Sonic 2, like, improved. But Sonic 2 improved on absolutely everything. Yeah. So this game feels like, uh, oh, why are we, like, why would we still play this game when Sonic 2 was basically the same game, just, like, improved in every way. Yeah,
0: like, to me, the like, in a lot of franchises, they take their first game, and then they, um they improve it on the second game. They take what they did and they improve it. And boy, they're like, I can't think of a lot of games where you went from game one to game two. And the leap was as substantial as it is from Sonic one to Sonic two. And the thing is, is like when you look at them, Sonic one and Sonic two, at least on the surface, like graphically, they look very similar. There's some of the same levels. It's just the same characters, the same enemies. Like, that's where I mean, like, I know it's not a super fair comparison, but Mario Brothers to Mario Brothers 2 are very different games. Zelda to Zelda 2 are very different games. Uh, like I, I, and like literally insert almost every retro gaming franchise that has a 1 and a 2, they're very different games. When you compare Sonic 1 to Sonic 2, it literally just feels like they like they 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 finished Sonic the Hedgehog they shipped it out with the Sega. And we're going to get into just talking about Sonic the Hedgehog in a minute, the first game. But, like, they finished the first one. They shipped it out with this new console. They were like, people are going to love this fucking guy. This is great. And then it it doesn't even feel... It, it It literally feels like Sonic 2 is them working on the exact same file, but then just saving it as Sonic 2 instead. Like,
1: if, and like then just, like, you know like adding I mean? different backgrounds and everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like it and and so like and, and I want to stop with the comparisons, because I agree with you, Mark. It's not fair to compare Sonic One to Sonic Two when Sonic Two came out after the first one. The only reason I'm I'm hammering on this comparison is because A, they're very similar in some ways. And and B, I do agree with you, unless you are like a completionist who wants to play every game in the series or wants to see where games started or stuff like that. Like if you're if you're listening to this right now and you've never played old school Sonic the Hedgehog and you're thinking about going back to playing them, I don't really think there's much need to play the first one. I would highly recommend just jump into Sonic 2. Like because all Sonic 1 is going to do, and if you are going to play Sonic 1, play it before you play 2 because once you play 2, Mark, you nailed it. It kind of it kind of renders the first one is obsolete and I don't mean to, sh- I'm not oh, trying it to, dump does. On it. Um, it just really does. Um, now that said, Mark, I want to get into this because you grew up a Nintendo kid, much like me. Um, I very, I had very little experience with Sonic growing up. Like I, I watched his cartoons. I'd play it when I got a chance. I didn't get many opportunities to play it, but like even right now as a 38 year old man who grew up as a diehard Nintendo household, I'm sitting there playing the original Sonic the Hedgehog and I'm like for a fucking debut game where you're trying to launch your own mascot and everything like this is a pretty impressive piece of technology. Like Sonic the Hedgehog is nothing to be
1: sneezed at. It's a good looking video game. Oh yeah, this game was like, I think this game was like 91 and for like 91, yeah, this probably blew people's minds. Like really good game for 91.
0: Absolutely. You look at all the like shitty animal mascots that have been invented over the years. Like there's... As much as I love him, Crash Bandicoot's probably the best of the worst, but he's kind of dumb. And there's, like, Gex the Gecko and Errol the Acrobat and fucking, I don't know, who else am I not? I'm sure there's, like, 8 billion more fucking animal mascots out there. Where, <laughs>
1: fucking... Like, the weird thing is, like, how is the most famous, like, video game mascot of all time, like, a dumpy middle-aged plumber?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, dude, and that's the, exactly, because that's the thing is, like, listen, I love Mario, but like Sonic is, with the only exception being that I think Mario games are better than Sonic games. Sonic is better in every way. Like he looks yeah. cooler, oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Like everything about him is cooler than Mario. Other but than I think a, Mario's games just
1: are a better character than Mario for sure.
0: Right, and this is Sonic's debut, and like I'm sitting here looking at this right now, being like, dude, if I, I'll be honest. If I dude if if because like I didn't have a choice when I was a kid I played what my parents got me like most kids and my parents we were a Nintendo house my parents kept buying me Nintendo and I'm glad they did but I'll tell you Mark if you had taken me to like a Walmart or something in like 1991 1992 whatever and you had handed me Super Mario World with a Super Nintendo controller and you'd handed me Sonic the Hedgehog with a Sega Genesis controller, little me that cared less about the quality of the gameplay and more just about like the game experience. I I got to say I think I would have picked Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog. Like this game is really fucking impressive looking. When you look when you get down into the mechanics which we're going to get to, it's got some warts. But like If you were to just pick it up for five minutes and play with it, it's like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. And I don't think it can be understated that everyone involved with the creation of this franchise and the creation of this character and the creation of this game deserves a pat on the back. Because this does not look like a half-assed fucking platforming clone where you were just like, we're just going to make our own version of that. You completely flipped the script and relied on these some would say myself included to an extent gimmicks of running around super fast and doing that. But it doesn't deny the fact that it's incredibly impressive to look at. I I could watch somebody play old school Sonic for an hour and just be mesmerized by it.
1: Oh, dude, like the levels are so interesting. Like they're so interesting and so well designed.
0: Well, see, they are. But like I also think and again, I don't mean to compare it to Sonic 2, but like there's some cheap fucking deaths in the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Like there oh, is some bullshit there are. in that fucking game, but I like I agree with you. At least from like a like Green Hill Zone to me will always be one of the coolest looking levels in the history of video games. It's so iconic,
1: like it's just that... oh that's why it's in every Sonic game,
0: right? And it's just the background is beautiful, and then the bright colors and the way Sonic does the loops. And shit like, uh, you know, in this one, they have like, I know they have them in other games too, but we're talking the first, game, like, like, to see these like poles with the spikes on them that slowly rotate and they have that layer of depth to them and you can run across it, but you need to line yourself up where you don't run into the spikes and stuff. Like it's fucking, this, this is a fucking, mar- I'll, I'll go as far as to say that like the Super Nintendo struggled to ever turn out a game as good looking as this. And this was a debut fucking game from like the early stages. Like it's really remark. I just and I don't mean to hammer on the graphics, but like fucking stunning looking game, man. I'm really just yeah. They really nailed it. Yeah, like, like it's the really game impressive. Still looks good. It does. It still looks good. It still plays okay. And here's the. This is. This is where this show gets hard sometimes because it's not fair to compare it to games that came after it. Like, dude, when I play the original Super Mario Brothers now, you know what drives me fucking insane is that you can't get a high bounce when you jump on an enemy. Like, all the other Marios have that, but the original Super Mario Brothers, you jump on a bad guy and then you just kind of thud to the ground like Mega Man style. Um, yeah. And it's not fair to be like, well, this is bullshit that I can't get the high bounce because it hadn't been invented yet. So I'm not going to slag on Sonic the Hedgehog for not having that hold down, charge up your spin mechanic.
1: Dude, but like, that spin dash, I miss it so much dude, trying to play oh, through it this time.
0: Buddy, do you ever, like... Because the thing is, is like, I think the physics in Sonic... And I know this sounds stupid to talk about physics in a game where a blue hedgehog can run faster than the speed of light or whatever the fuck it is. But, like... It it is built around physics. And like, if you have no momentum going, it's hard to run up a hill. Whereas like, if you've got some momentum going, you can run up like a wall and get to the top, which I think is a really cool mechanic. But, the, but the, there
1: were so many times when like, I would get to like a thing and I had no momentum. So I would then have to like step a few steps back and uh, then run at it. And it was like, but when you, like, in later games, they're like, oh, well, what if we could just, like, let you speed, like, charge up your speed right here?
0: Yeah, it's so annoying, dude. Or, like, when you go to jump over... Like three or four pits or like spikes or fucking whatever. And it's like, dude, for, for a guy who's as agile and quick as Sonic, if he has no momentum going into those jumps, you might not make it across those fucking jumps. And they're not even big jumps, but like Sonic basically jumps straight up in the fucking air and he jumps high, but like how far he can go is completely dependent on his, um, on his momentum. And that's where I, I mean it, not disrespectfully, but to say this game at times comes across as like a beta because the, the concept is there, but they clearly realize like, we need to give you a way to get your speed up all the time. Uh, especially because like, and, and listen, I'm going to say, I, I can't beat this game. I'm tear, I'm terrible at Sonic period, but I, this, this game fucks me up. Sonic 2, I can get close to beating. I've never gotten past the third
1: world in this fucking game. Like, can you beat this game? Uh, I could, like, when I was 19, I tried again, like, just, like, trying for, again, to, just to r- refresh myself for the podcast, and, like, yeah, like, second or third world, I kept, like, I kept getting, I kept tapping out. Yeah,
0: but the thing is, is, like, uh, one, one qualm I have with this game is that the Sonic games are built around the idea of just going super fast and exploring and doing these crazy loops and shit like that. Like, it took it me a long... Really...
1: What? But that really doesn't work for a platform like it's kind of why this series has struggled as much and don't get me wrong love these games love the way they play, love the way they look. but the whole like building it around the concept of speed, especially in a platformer doesn't really work because then you'll be going super fast and then there's like oh, but here's a thing that you're gonna run into and it's gonna take all of your coin right or and your the, rings
0: your rings yeah and the thing is is like it's taken me a long time. Somebody made a comment to me, I think it was during one of my 24-hour streams. I was playing Sonic 2, and someone made a comment to me, like, you're not playing right. Like, you can't play it like a Mario game. And I started to realize, like, you're right. Like, this is a different type of game. I think the ring mechanic is a surprise. I actually have really grown the respect and somewhat admire the idea of the ring mechanic. The idea of, like, you can get hit as many times as you fucking want. Just make sure you pick up at least one ring. And they're like, we are expecting you to get hit. With the way you're running fast and don't have time to react and stuff like that, which I'm okay with. But what I found in this game was that once you get through the green hill zone, I found there was a lot of, like, this game slows you down a lot. Like, it doesn't focus on the running fast. It focuses
1: on platforming and pushing Yeah, like, there's a lot blocks. of, like, okay, well, then you have to slowly, methodically jump to this place, then to this place. Or if you're underwater, fuck any level underwater, uh, Sonic like, should never rule in general. Yes, agreed. But- So stressful in a Sonic game, especially when that music starts playing.
0: I hate underwater in these fucking games so much. I just like if you're like you hyped up that like the whole point of Sonic is speed and running fast. And I agree with that. But then it was like you get into World 2 and you're like okay, well, I guess I'm just slowly climbing down and pushing these blocks and riding these blocks across lava. And there's like, there's no big open area to just run and go fast. And so it was like, so what are you trying to be? Like I, I, I love, I fucking legitimately love green hill zone in every Sonic game. I think it's so much fun to play, but then you get into like the future levels and I'm like, you're slowing down too much. Now you're too, you're trying to be a platformer now. And I don't think you are. I think you're, Again, I don't mean it disparagingly, but it's about this gimmick of running fast, and so like that's one of my big qualms with this game was that I was like, I'm I'm blown away at the technique like of, of how it looks and how it plays, and it, it's there's like no slowdown and it runs super quick and there's no lag and I'm like this is fucking this is a really impressive looking video game, but then I was like I got into World Two and I was like so wait so now we're not doing the running fast anymore, like now I'm just doing like now I'm I'm playing I, I'm it's it, now you're Mario. Like, I, and I think future Sonic games do a better job of that. Um And, and like, I,
1: like, that's the one thing that I think that 3D Sonic actually does do a really good job of. Because you'll be, like, running down a hill and you can kind of see in advance what's coming towards you. So you can be like, okay, so I have to move to this side or right. to this side. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, I just found it, like, I just find it very slow. I don't think it's bad. I just, like, it's just, I was like, you're not. Like, just for—and again, I, I, okay, I'm going to stop saying it. Like, we are going to compare it to his future brethren. It's just how it works. Like, you know, in Sonic 2, the second world is Chemical Plant Zone. And it's a lot like—which I fucking love. And it's a lot like Sonic—it's like a lot like Green Hill Zone. You're fucking running around and doing loops and shit like that. You get into the second world of this game, and it's like they totally— It. I don't know what the last three worlds of this game are like, because I can't fucking get to them.
1: But, like, in the there's first— like a, There's, like, a space world— And then, like, you go, like, there's, like, you go to, like, the final world, which is just kind of, like, Robotnik's, like, factory, it seems like.
0: But is there a focus on, like, running again, or is it still just... Because, like, that's, that's my problem, is I'm, like, the first world the green hills i'm like this is this is fucking sonic i love it but then it was like no now we're just gonna i just i don't think sonic works when you take away the speed element
1: and i but think that this kind game of, does was, that, that too also much. did happen in the second and third games as well where like you'd have sections where you'd go super fast and then it'd be like okay we're gonna slow you down for a little bit you have to like do these very precise platforming and then, man, then we'll see if we have time to get back into the fast stuff.
0: Yeah, I just felt like they balanced it better. I just, I don't know. I, I again, it just, it, it just, you can tell, you can tell this was the first one. And I mean that like to a
1: hundred percent.
0: Right. And in some ways, I think that that is a bad thing because you play the future games and you're like, holy fuck, I can see the advancements and stuff they made. But then in other ways, I'm like, dude, I think it's a real feather in your cap that this is the first one. Cause I'm like, this is, For your first fucking video game, I know it's not like the first video game they've ever made, but like for your first game with this new character, with these new concepts, like Sonic, Sega's whole marketing, like I've read a lot about the console wars and what Sega's thought process was when they came to competing with Nintendo and stuff like that. And their whole like, they were like, we want to be cool. We want to be the cool system, and we want to have you, the cool games. You, they wanted games. to
1: be the thing that appealed to teenagers and yeah. not little kids,
0: right? And and you know what? I I give them a, a fucking truckload of credit because I'm like, you did it. Like I'm 38, I'm loyal to Nintendo, and I look at this game and I'm like, as a kid, this I would have wanted this instead. Like it, like what? there's a lot of good there. It, it's just when it, when you boil the game down to the game itself, it can be a pretty frustrating fucking video game to play. That's all. <laughs>
1: But then you look at that on a grand scale and it's like, well, because of like, because before, before Sega was d- trying to appeal to teenagers, Nintendo was just family friendly. And because of this, because Nintendo or because Sega pushed it in this direction, video games are no longer seen as toys. And that Agreed. may have never happened if it weren't for Sega trying to appeal to teenagers.
0: Agreed. One million percent, man. I think, listen, we did an episode of Expansion Pass like a year or two ago. Uh, where we named gaming's Mount Rushmore. Like, what four characters would be on gaming's Mount Rushmore. And Mario was probably the name that came up the most. Pretty well everybody said Mario. Uh, well, but, yeah, Mario
1: would have to be there, yeah. Uh, of
0: course. But then Sonic was, I think, for most people, Sonic was, like, right. Like, and I agree. Sonic is Sonic is the 1B to Mario. And I don't mean any disrespect to Zelda or anything like that. I'm just, like, I'm just saying that, like, that franchise, like, you're right, Mark. What Sega did, listen... I know I give Sega a hard time and I rip on the Sega Saturn and all that kind of stuff. But, like, what Sega did for gaming is is almost immeasurable. And I know they lost in the end and obviously now they don't even make consoles or anything anymore. But, like, every single person that plays video games today owes a debt of gratitude to Sega for what they did to gaming back with the Sega Genesis. And obviously Sonic is the fucking poster child for this console. And that's why like, even though I'm going to sit here and talk about some of the beefs I have with this game and stuff like that. And we're going to get back to the game. And let's be honest. There's not a ton to this game. Like, like, we're just talking about the impact this game had on gaming as a whole. And I'm going to get back to some of the problems that I have with this game in a minute and some more stuff I like about it. But, like, I, I will I, I will stand here right now and straight up refuse to give this game, like, a failing grade or get mad at it or anything. Because I love gaming and I love the history of video games. And I'm like, the, the fact remains that this game is one of the most important video games that was ever created. Not just because of the fact that it created Sonic, but because it, it put Sega on the map. And gave Sega a chance to compete with Nintendo, which forced Nintendo to get better. And then you get into PlayStation and Xbox and all that later. But, like, this this is, like, like you know what I'm saying. Like, this is such a big fucking deal for the world of video games. And everyone involved deserves a lot of fucking credit for this.
1: Like, Oh, a absolutely. A hundred percent. And even, like, I actually listened to, a, like, a podcast recently that was talking about how Sony originally didn't even want to do video games. No. Like there was one guy that was pushing for it, and they were like, "Why? This is a we're not a toy company. What the fuck?" And but because of games like uh, Sonic, it kind of pushed the idea away that video games are for kids.
0: Yeah, agreed. It's true. Like it was, it was, just, it was cool. Like they're like, and the thing is, is I think if you try to release something today. And try to be like we're the cool edgy ones. You kind of look like an idiot. Like it looks like you're he trying. You look like
1: a total idiot. Yeah. Right.
0: But like back in the '90s, like like listen, I I'm a huge Crash Bandicoot fan, and I love those original. Do you remember the original PlayStation ads for Crash, where he would like go outside of Nintendo
1: and like chirp, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, and like. And they, like, I think they actually did. And I think, the like, they actually did have to call the cops on that guy. Yeah,
0: it's fucking hilarious. Like, I love those ads. None of that shit exists without Sonic the Hedgehog. Nintendo That's, went... <laughs> dude, but Nintendo- the other funny
1: thing about that is when you consider, like, half of the people in that building probably didn't speak English. And so they just <laughs> saw this... They just saw this dude standing outside with a megaphone being like, what the what what the fuck is that yeah
0: hey plumber boy i love those ads none of that shit would have happened without without sonic the hedgehog like like dude you remember nintendo's old play it loud ads like i remember with the game boy colors and they were like these these like magazine ads with like people's tongues painted different colors and like they were trying to be like cooler and like they were trying to be they tried to be cool like with play it loud and all that like now you're playing with power like super power or whatever the fuck it was like they tried really hard to be cool and all of that is from sega and i honestly wonder if sega hadn't come along and had sonic the hedgehog would gaming have i mean maybe it would have eventually but would gaming have done that transition from like the geeky little kid toy system to like hey we're cool like you can be cool and play these games like sonic's the first one that did it i i have so much admiration for what they did with this video game And what they did with this franchise and the impact they had on gaming. I really do. Oh, no, and
1: exactly. And, like, yeah, we can talk shit about this game all day. But, like, the bottom line is this game had so much impact.
0: Yeah, it did. It really did. And it and it's just and it just doesn't suck. Like it just doesn't it doesn't suck. It it's just it's just it's so let's get back into the game cuz like that's one of my major qualms with this game. We talked about not having the dash spin and how that's frustrating and stuff like that. I just think there's a lot of cheap deaths to this fucking game. The amount of times, Mark, that like I got hit Like, I'd be running super fast. I would jump over, like, a pit of spikes, land, and then run into, like, one of those fucking red crab bad guys. He would hit me. Sonic bounces back. All his rings go flying everywhere. But the bounce back knocks me into the pit of spikes, and then I just die and I just yes. was like where, oh the, my
1: God. where the
0: fuck yes. is my two seconds of invulnerability where I can like catch my breath or something like you and that's my qual that's my biggest problem is I'm like I get that the whole gimmick of your game is run fast and you don't know what's coming and I get that the rings kind of neutralize that because as long as you have a ring you can run into whoever you want and you'll be okay but if you fall into a pit you're fucked it was such bullshit and I just was like there's so many fucking spots like that in this game in my opinion where it's just they're just i think there's some cheap fucking deaths in this game like i dude i even got to the point where i was cheating with save states and stuff like that and i still couldn't beat this fucking game and maybe i'm just out of shape maybe i'm just not very good maybe i just don't know how to play sonic but i'm like i don't give a. you can fucking send your angry emails or whatever you want there are some cheap cheap fucking deaths in this video game
1: like the other annoying thing the other super annoying thing is like you know like you have three lives right right so you die once you have two lives you die another time you have one life that one life like i remember dying when i had like it said one life on the screen i was like oh okay cool i've got one more life and it's like no that's your game over
0: yeah i've all like and that's not a sonic exclusive problem but i hate every video game that doesn't give you the time zero like that drives me fucking nuts like let me i'm assuming that i have this many more tries You, you fuckers And, dude, you can die fat. Dude, do you remember in Green Hill Zone? I think it's the third level in the Green Hill Zone. Right out of the gate, there's this, like, pit of spikes with a moving platform above it. And you have no rings. There's no rings to pick up. And so if you miss that jump, you just lost a life. And it's not an easy jump to make. And I'm like, where the fuck?
1: (laughs) Fuck you. Give me a ring. I understand that it was to make the game longer because that's how games worked in those days. We've talked about this a million times on the podcast. Sure. But... Holy fuck does, like, I love that now games are no longer made like that. You can now play through an entire game, and if you die, it's like, okay, we'll we'll let you go back to, like, the last level, beginning of the level, or, what like, where you last died, or whatever it is. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Now, that said, yeah, because like, this game has no passwords or save states or anything, which I'm not going to shit on it for because Mario 3 didn't have those, and that's the biggest That's the biggest fucking black eye on Mario 3 is that the game is 12 Mario hours Mario 3 long.
1: should have because you can't play through that game in a single sitting.
0: Not if you do it old school and you don't warp whistle, yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, no, this and game— No, like,
1: there are certain levels in that game where it's like, I don't know how anybody ever saw these levels because it's like six hours into the game.
0: Yeah. And like, and Sonic the Hedgehog is fucking vicious. Like there are times where you're like, you'll die. And then in like a second, you'll die again. And you're like, what the fuck? And bro. And again, I know they fix this in future iterations, but like when you get to the Robotnik fights in this game, if you die on the Robotnik fight, it's probably starting you back off at the checkpoint right before Robotnik. There's no rings they didn't sprinkle a couple of rings in. So now you have to go into the boss fight without any fucking rings. And I'm like, you got to just give me two or three, just a couple sitting right there before Robotnik. That is such crap. That
1: said, I think the Robotnik fights in this game, that issue with side, they're pretty creative and they're pretty well done.
0: They are. I dude, I I just want to say as a whole, listen, Bowser's a better villain than Robotnik, but Robotnik fights are miles ahead of Bowser fights. Like he, the idea that this like this this angry pudgy man just keeps coming up with more and more fucking ships to come and fight you in, um, I love it. I it's fucking love. It's kind of funny.
1: It. What? It's kind of funny. Just like the shit. Like <laughs> every time he shows up, it's like this new weird way you have to fight him.
0: Oh yeah. I love... Dude, I look forward to most of the Robotnik fights in Sonic games. I think they're fucking great. And they came out right out of the way in this one. Like, and most of them are fairly doable once you figure out, like, his pattern and you just figure out, okay, this is where I got to hit him and then I can dodge and then I can hit him and then I can dodge. Um, but, like, I just love the way they've always looked and I, I just think, like, again, he looks like a Saturday morning cartoon villain. I think they're fucking great. Like, I never dread the boss fights in this game ever.
1: Especially... There's one... What's that? There... Uh, There's one Robotnik boss fight in here that's really cool, like, because it's, you get a series of levers, and Robotnik is just dropping bombs on these levers, and you have to time it just exactly right so that you can, like, jump down on these levers and throw bombs at him.
0: Oh, shit, I, I never got that far. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that, that sounds like, like a great fight. That part's fight, really cool.
0: Yeah, like that's so clever. Especially, listen, let's. Here's a point for Sega when you look at what the other kid was doing, and Nintendo was giving you like Super Mario Brothers three, where you fought the seven Koopa kids, and it was seven of the exact same fight. They just had slightly different attacks. Like it was, or even Super Mario World. Let's be honest, like the Koopa kid fights in Super Mario World aren't great. Like the Robotnik fights are better than the Koopa Kid fights in Super
1: Mario World. Yeah, I'll give you that. The Koopa Kid fights were better than the ones in Super Mario with the Brothers Three, though. But they're still like, not
0: great, though. Like, yeah, especially like, not when. Ah, just,
1: and there's a lot of coffee and paste, just with like a few new, uh, like like few new ideas thrown in. But yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I just think like, and you know what else I kind of like? So I love those boss fights. You know what else I kind of like about this game too is that. It was just Sonic and Robotnik. Like there's no tails, there's and I like knuckles, I hate tails, but there's no tails, there's no knuckles, there's no shitty cat bat burglar, there's no big fat obese cat, there's no weird crocodile with headphones on his fucking ears or whatever.
1: Like, Sonic they, doesn't have a sword.
0: No, they, exactly. Yeah, like they really like I get why they like there's no shadow there, and I'm not dunking on all those characters. I like some Sonic characters and I dislike some characters, but it was I I like what it I just I like Sonic versus Robotnik, Eggman, whatever you want to call him. Like there's just it's just man, I I'm playing this game and I'm like as a gamer now, it irritates me because there's some things about it that I think are false. but I'm just looking at it and I'm like you deserve your legacy and i mean that in the best way possible you've got a great villain with a great hero good looking characters the fun boss fights like like you look at these shitty characters like Arrow the Acrobat and Gex the fucking weird gecko and Bubsy the, I love Bubsy, but he's a shitty cat. And it's just like, they're, they're just so <laughs> star. Right. Oh yeah, there's another one. Uh, even Crash, as much as I love him, he they gave him a little bit of attitude, but he's still kind of half, like, there's a lot of half-assed animal mascot games out there. And I'm playing this game and I'm like, you, like Sega, everyone involved in this game was clearly like, we need to compete with them with being Nintendo. And they fucking did it. And I, I just love the simplicity of Sonic versus Robotnik. I think it's one of the greatest like bad guy versus good guy rivalries in gaming. And I kind of liked that there wasn't tails and all these other characters mixed in. It was just one. Wow. I
1: like tails. I do like tails. God,
0: fuck. I hate that little rat. So fucking, much. <laughs> fuck. I hate him. Um, now, that's the other thing, though, too, is, like, mm-hmm. I feel like Tails was created just to put a two-player mode into Sonic 2. Like, that, they just wanted to make it two players. Like, he, you know, Sonic needed a Luigi. Um,
1: but that said, like... Yeah, I don't like how they did it. I much preferred how Mario World did it. They were player one, player two. I understand, like, why... like, And I don't like that multiplayer games now have kept with the whole, like, oh, and you're both playing at the same time instead of taking turns, but I understand why, because it's like, well, you don't want to interrupt the gameplay for any specific person, but it makes it feel awkward when you have a Tails and a Sonic on screen, both doing different things. One person's trying to go one way, one person's trying to go the other way.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think part of that too, much like the speed thing was, I think it was just Sega trying to show like, Hey, our console is more powerful. Like, look what it can do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, you don't have to take turns. You can both play at the same time. And even playing this one, because obviously the original Sonic the Hedgehog is only one player. But like, I, I what I would like to know is if they, if the, imagine, imagine Mario never existed. Imagine Sega was just like, we're just going to create this character and build a video. Like, imagine like they did the exact same thing, but they didn't have to worry about beating Nintendo to do it. Would they rely on the speed thing? Or would they have just made it like a different game? Because like, and I, and I take shit when I say this, but I, I stand by it for better and worse, because I think sometimes it's a plus and sometimes it's a minus. That speed gimmick of Sonic is just that. It's a gimmick. I don't think it adds anything to the gameplay per se. I, it's fun to look at and it's cool to play it, but it doesn't make for a better like action platforming experience. It's just yeah, there I don't... to make it look cool.
1: I don't think so either, and I don't think that they would have leaned on it, because, like, remember the whole campaign at the time was the whole Sega can what Nintendo don't? Yeah,
0: Sega does what Nintendo And don't. it was yeah.
1: all about, like, look how fast we can go. Look at, like, boost processing. Yeah. Which really didn't mean anything. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> bla- yeah,
0: blast, blast processing, which was a made-up fucking term. I love it. I fucking love it. Like, I don't – yeah, I just – I don't know – like, listen. I know we're kind of going all over the map, and we're not just talking about the game. We're talking about the impact of Sonic. But the thing is, is like, if you've never played the original Sonic, uh, th- like there's not a ton of meat on the bone. Like it's it's there's it's it's you run from left to right, and then you fight Robotnik, and then you go and you run from left to right again. Um.
1: Oh, I will. And there are say, bonus stages which give you a headache.
0: Yeah, I will say they have bonus stages, and I'm not gonna compare them to the bonus stages in Sonic 2 because that's not fair. But I think the bonus stages in this game fucking suck. Like where it drops you, like if you've never played it, it drops you into this thing where like Sonic is like a pinball and you're like the map like rotates around you and you're surrounded by like bumpers. And there are
1: pictures of birds in the background for some reason. Um, for some
0: fucking reason. And you can, like, collect rings. And apparently, like, because gravity plays and you fall toward the bottom, but you can spin the map around so where the bottom is could shift up to the top so you're falling a different way and stuff like that. You need to collect enough rings. That eventually, you find, like, a Chaos Emerald in there or something like that. I got to say, maybe I'm just not very good. I never once found a Chaos Emerald in one of those bonus levels, ever. I always fell out of it before I found it. Did you ever find the Emeralds in them, Ever?
1: Uh I think like one or two but like uh, I never got all of them.
0: They're so like I that bonus level fucking sucks. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. And you need to, like, to get it. I think you have to get to the end of the level with, like, so many rings. And then when you're, like, dashing through and you spin the Robotnik sign to exit the level, which I've always thought is such an awesome way to end a level. There's, like, that giant floating ring in the air, and you have to jump into it right away to go into it. So you it's have really to time easy. time it just right, yeah. Yeah, it's really easy just to miss it. And, like, I would have rather just if you got to the end of the world with so many rings, you got the Chaos Emerald or something. Because, like, I just think the bonus levels in this game are – yeah like i'm not going to compare them to the future ones i just think they suck i think they would have. i frankly think i would have hated them even back then i just don't like but the also, bonus levels.
1: but also like the chaos emeralds like what was the point of them i don't even remember what the point of them was because there's no supersonic in this game which again not fair to compare to the next one but like the next one had a reason to collect those emeralds you can become super badass Sonic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think that like I think you get like an extra continue or something in this one.
1: But you're right. Like no, they seem okay. kind of
0: like yeah, they seem kind of whatever. Um Yeah, do I like I know it's not a very long episode by our standards everybody, but like it's a really basic game. It it's just it's it's uh, super impressive. I think it is I think from a gameplay perspective, I don't think it's the most impressive launch title of all time, but from a look what our console can do perspective, I say this without any exaggeration. I'm like, to me, this is equivalent to like, I remember playing breath of the wild on my switch and whether you like breath of the wild or not, that that game was on a portable console five years ago. It was like, Holy shit. Like you can, the game this big and it plays anywhere. This is fucking incredible. Um, I kind of feel like that with this game. Like to look at this game from that era and be like, "Holy shit!" Like that. Look at what this console can fucking do. Like this is this is remarkable. Like what everything they set out to do. At the end of the day, Sonic was nothing more than a giant marketing ploy for the Sega Genesis. That's what he was. And when you look at it, you're like, "Fucking sold." Like like this is. I'm I I hope what I'm trying to say makes sense as far as the tech hardware uh showcase perspective this is as impressive a launch title as there is in my opinion
1: yeah um this is sega is still making sonic games they have an open world co- say sonic game coming out sometime this year and yeah. i'm like ah, i don't know if i'm gonna play that i'll wait to see what the reviews are i want another sonic mania I that's what do. i wanted that's what all sonic fans wanted yeah. and they're like you can yourself.
0: Yeah, I do. I will say, I want a new Sonic Mania really, really badly, but I'm also... I'm a little... I'm a little intrigued by the idea of an open-world, modern Sonic... Because, like, imagine a game like a Ghost of Tsushima or something, but instead of, like, riding a horse slowly, you can... There's no fast travel because you can just put Sonic in turbo mode and fly across this map in, like, five seconds. Like, on, on paper, I'm like, alright, you've got my attention. And the thing is, is, like, the Sega Genesis had a little bit more kick under the hood and it was able to do something that like the NES couldn't do. And now you look at the PS five and the Xbox series, everything with their SSDs and like what they're capable of. And you're like, may. and I don't know, I certainly would not be pre-ordering the new Sonic game. I'm going to wait and fucking see, but I do look at them as like, maybe you finally have the technology you need to do this character justice in a big open world 3d game. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like this could, be yeah, impressive. like it's,
1: a- I'm going to wait to see what the reviews are like, but I see what you're saying. Like, they they might have something this time around. Absolutely. And, like, I'm cheering for them.
0: And, I, like, listen, I took so much shit for the Sonic Adventure 2 episode. Somebody came by my Twitch chat and told me that I was wrong and I'm an idiot. Oh,
1: what was your take on Sonic Adventure 2?
0: That it is one of the worst video games I've ever played. I hate that fucking I oh, really video game. I
1: liked it but again the, uh, like I, I fucking... there was a lot of non sonic in it for a That's sonic That's the problem.
0: Game. Please I'm not getting back cuz I don't want to get yelled at again. I am not going Why back Why
1: is again. Knuckles have a whole fucking climbing level? Like, okay, yeah.
0: yeah. But the point is is like th- like listen, Sonic has had a <laughs> Sonic has had a lot of bad video games. He has I like the guy, but like he has had a very very rocky career. In the world of video games since this one came out. But you know what the thing is, Mark? A lot of characters, they release two or three bad video games, and then the character just disappears. Like, look at Bubsy. Look at all those other shitty animal mascots we brought up. It took Crash Bandicoot, like, fucking 20 years to get another good game. Earthworm
1: Jim only had two.
0: Right? Like, there's a lot of, like, so many animals get stuck with shitty games. And for whatever reason, Sonic has... has, survived the test of time and i have despite the fact that he's released some awful video games in those days and i think the reason for that is number one he is very well designed and he looks cool like as a kid you look at him and you're like that guy's cool i'm on board with that and number two they got him into the the veins they got him into the arteries of our generation back in the day with a game like the original sonic the hedgehog and i just
1: I also three. There's a very, very weird corner of the internet that is sexually attracted to characters from Sonic.
0: Well, I mean, uh that's not totally weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um <clears throat> I just okay, I like I like Eggman. Fucking shut up. I'm a chubby chaser. I like that guy. Uh but I just I have so much respect for this fucking this little shit because of just his legacy in gaming. And I, I playing this game, I'm like, I don't think this game has aged that well. I think that the future games are better. I think it's annoying to play. I think it's hard as fuck. I'm not very good at it. But I still love this game anyway. And I think a big part of it is just respect for its legacy and what it did in gaming. Yeah,
1: it's exactly that. It's the Ocarina of Time thing.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I I think or it, it's like, like man, better th- like better games have come along that have done it better, but like I appreciate what it did for the industry.
0: Sure, absolutely. I nothing but respect from me on this game. Um I I, can, I don't think we missed it. There's really not much to it. There's only seven worlds, there's no tales, there's no multiplayer, there's crappy bonus levels. I think that's about it. Um if you uh, so I will just say if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, I've never played the original Sonic games. I wonder if I should. You should. I just, from the bottom of my heart, recommend just starting with Sonic 2. Unless, Start
1: with 2, yeah.
0: Yeah, unless you're the type of person who's like, I want to see where it started. Then by all means, because it's not unplayable. Listen, there are worse games out there than Sonic the Hedgehog. It's just once you play Sonic 2, boy, Sonic 1 is going to feel like just a, a, sh- like a ha- like it Sonic... Sonic the original Sonic the Hedgehog feels like Sonic two uh like point like point five of Sonic. It feels like a half of the game. Which I guess it kind of is. But it just feels like that a lesson. Said, I
1: also do kind of feel like Sonic Mania did kind of like surpass the the old school sonics in every way so like if you're just like i want to play qd sonic but i don't know but i only want to play one in that case yeah just do mania
0: i would go as far as to say if you just want to play if you've never played a sonic game and you want to play one play sonic mania but like yeah yeah i i recommend it over the originals i recommend two over this one i recommend three and knuckles over this one as well but three and knuckles can be kind of hard to track down these days for a variety of reasons um but, you know, despite like, frankly, dude, I I went to play this for the podcast and I was like, oh, it's not on the Genesis online on the switch.
1: Dude, that was the other thing I was going to bring up. I was like, oh, OK, I'll just play it on the Genesis online. And I looked at it and it wasn't there for some reason, because uh, full disclosure, I was planning on just uh, like save stating my way through it and then it wasn't there. So I had to go play it on the like the the Genesis collection that they have.
0: Yeah, that's where I played it as well. And then I just kept getting
1: my shit rocked over there.
0: And for the record, by the way, if anyone listening to this is interested, like the Genesis Classics collection is really good. I don't know how worth your money it is now because those Genesis games are on the Switch Online. Um, But like, it's a really good, that's where I played it as well, was on that collection. I'm shocked that it's not on the Genesis Online. Uh, I I don't know why. Like the only thing I could think of is that they're like, "Eh, Sonic 2 is better. I don't know why, yeah, else, but, no but even reason then, for it to exist, this I game. Guess. But even then, like this game should be on Genesis Online. I'm not sure why it isn't on there. Um, it deserves it. Just me neither. But anyway, uh, great game. I, I respect the shit out of this game so much. Um, how the fuck are we gonna score this thing? Uh, fuck. I'm trying to think of a funny way to score this. There's only one character. There's only one fucking boss. Um, all right. You know what? You need 50 rings to trigger the bonus level. So we'll go with that. So if you were going to score okay. the original Sonic the Hedgehog out of 50 rings, what how many rings would you give it? Um, I'd give
1: it 35.
0: And then you run into an enemy, lose all of them, get bounced back into a spike pit, and die. But uh yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um all right, yeah, 35. Yeah. Yeah, am uh, yeah, like I I if I take my if I take my respect for its heritage off and just look at it as a game objectively, I'm like it's like a 30 out of 50. But I'm gonna give it like a 40 just because I respect what it did so much. I I just respect this fucking video game. It's I I respect it more than I like it, quite frankly. Yeah. It's like oh hundred percent. What, uh, like what's the line from Anchorman? What does he say? Something like uh, I may not like you, but I damn sure. I respect hate
1: you, Bond. I hate you, Ron Burgundy. But God it, yeah, do I respect you? That's
0: how I feel about this game. Except hate maybe is too strong of word. I might just be like, I kinda like you, but god I damn it. I was annoyed I by you. you. Yes. Yes. I, I was annoyed by you, but god damn it do I respect you. Um yeah, so that all right. Fuck yeah. I was I I'm good. I don't think we're gonna catch any shit for this one. I think we played nice. I think this was good. Um I'll quickly ask you, dude, because the new movie comes out about 48 hours from the time this episode goes live. Uh, are you excited for the new Sonic movie?
1: Dude, you know what? I, I don't know if... Like, I'm going to go see it. Like, I want to go see it. I liked the last one. I don't know if I'm excited, though.
0: I'm, I'm, I am I'm kind of excited. I Dude, that first... The first Sonic movie, which, by the way, uh, if you go back and I'll remember the game archives, I have an episode reviewing the first Sonic movie on here
1: somewhere. I was pleasantly surprised by that first Me movie. Me too.
0: That movie was... So- i'll i i've said it a hundred times i'll i'll stand by it as of right now as the best video game adaption of a like movie i've ever seen like doesn't mean it's the greatest movie in the world but like you know what listen to all of you and i know people listen to this that make video game movies and tv shows we don't need you to fucking reinvent The Atom here, just take the story from the video game, take the characters from the video game and put it in a movie. And I know that they kind of fucked with the story a little bit in this game, but the sheer amount of nods, like little, little, just like, Hey, here's an Easter egg going back to the game. Here's something going back to the game was so well done. Plus Sonic a cool character. He's frankly, I think Sonic is a better character for a movie or a TV show or comic book than he is for a video game. Like he works so good.
1: On a slightly related topic, are you nervous or excited for the Mario movie?
0: I nervous, nervous.
1: Me too. I think the cast, they nailed it. Like, yeah, like 10 out of 10. No notes. Again, I don't know what the deal with Chris Pratt is, but I feel like there's something that they know that we don't about that guy. And then you look at the rest of the cast and you're like, oh, yeah, Jack Black is Bowser. Charlie Day as Luigi, nailed
0: it. Yeah, I I mean, like, I I think that the casting, like, listen, I'm going to see it. Of course, I'm going to see it, like, when it comes out. And, like, and I think it'll be better than the Mario Brothers movie from the 90s. But uh, I'll be honest, like, I don't, like, I look at Sonic, I mean, who knows? Like, I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet. It's not out yet. Maybe it, maybe it sucks. And maybe when we go see it, we'll be like, oh. Well, that, it's that was a like fun about
1: seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes as we speak, so it it looks like it's probably going to be about as good as the first.
0: Which is all I want, and that's fine. And quite frankly, yeah. I look at those movies then, and I'm like, you know what, Nintendo? Listen, I think that Mario games are better than Sonic games, but I think the Sonic has set the bar for video game movies. Like, get your ass in gear because, like, this isn't like they're good. I I just. God, I just really like Sonic the Hedgehog. I just think he's so fucking cool. I just am gushing. Like, I. The way I love Nintendo is the way I love Sonic. Not Sega, not even Sonic's games. Just that fucking hedgehog with his weird fucking one eye that is somehow two eyes with a bump in the middle or whatever the fuck it is like i just i just think he's so rad and i'm excited for the movie and i love talking sonic on here we got to do more sonic episodes it's just i god i just suck at his fucking video games fuck me i hate them but i love them i i you fucking annoy me but god damn it do i respect you sonic um mark that was fun buddy thanks for doing this and uh, i hope you like the movie we'll we'll talk about the movie once we've seen it we'll uh we'll we'll fucking yeah but
1: dude, absolutely thanks
0: for doing this buddy
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: gonna do it for this week's episode mark thank you so much for giving me a call and talking sonic the hedgehog and every single one of you nerds listening to this right now whether this was your first episode of remember the game maybe your 192nd episode of remember the game thank you so much for taking a chance on this little podcast of mine i really really appreciate it uh if you didn't hate it Leave us a good review on I don't know Apple or I think Spotify. You can just do the stars or fucking whatever. I'm not sure what reviews accomplish, but I know the good podcasts ask for them, so I'm gonna do that now as well. And if you're like God, I just can't get enough of this guy's sultry, somewhat pubescent voice, uh, maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. I our 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 Patreon membership start at two dollars per month, not per week, per month. And in exchange for that two dollars a month, you get two additional podcasts a week. So in a four week month two dollars gets you eight additional episodes plus instant access to about 200 bonus podcasts plus you can write into the show you can join our discord i'll give you a shout out at five percent of everything we make on patreon is getting donated to Stollery children's hospital uh for tomorrow's episode for all of our patreons it'll be expansion pass number 105 where we'll look back at the nintendo 64 i'll be back with game patch on friday where we talk about all the biggest news in the world of video games and i'll be back seven days from right now with remember the game number 193 which will more than likely be about dino crisis for the ps1 which won our patreon poll last month this month's patreon poll is live right now get in there and vote if you want to vote uh, for all you patrons all right good enough patreon.com slash remember the game i'm also at twitch.tv slash member the game if you want to come by and say hi not me not remember the game remember the game forget the remember i don't even know who the fuck that is twitch.tv slash member the game and uh is that everything i'm supposed to plug Oh, I have a PO box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Just shoot me a letter, or postcard. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be friends. Good enough. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. I'm going to do a few shout-outs and get on with my life. Take it easy, everybody. I hope you enjoy the new Sonic movie. I'm very excited to see it. And uh, I'll talk to you guys on the next podcast. Cheers. Goodbye. So long. Au revoir. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are subscribed at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So I'd like to take a moment to butcher a bunch of their names and thank them all personally. A huge thank you too. Makeshift, Mallow Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Keeggs and his stupid arrow handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, The Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Frazier Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromblay Morgan, Mike Maloney, Very Cool Dude, G9 PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Coplin, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Titan 420, Zonko Five hundred four. Adam Fair. Russell Aldridge. Jeff Bergeron. Captain N. Game Nomad. misi Daniel. Tunable Power. Tom Danks. John Woodruff. Just a fish. Noob Q. Denzalo, Holmes. Zach Shepard, Balsack T-Bagger, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Frostyfeet 492, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Takabay, Ray San Tongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dawk, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizal, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Mexican Johnny, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makucci, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D printed saustrich. Paul Burke, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Pork Sword, Mad Max, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabriel DeAndrea, DeAndre, fucking Gabe, that name, I'll never get it, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon Roe, Tyler Nightmare, Terry Douglas, Benjamin Swiller, and Creature Club. Thank you all so much for the support. Sorry if I fucked up your name. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers.